and actor Joanne Rodriguez shoots on the Sorrells. It's the Manus of the Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore.
Welcome to the show, the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with Ronald George Moore. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to the show, for clicking on uh, whatever you clicked on. <clears throat> and an amazing show today, an amazing show with an amazing person, Joanne Rodriguez, J-Rod herself. We did a little, of course, internet chat over the internet and... Uh, it actually turned out pretty good a couple times. It's a little like Max Headroom, but not too, not too bad. Um, and she was fantastic, really, really great. And you're going to hear that coming up. You just heard um, a little, the opening bit was from 2016 um, with uh, the garage band, the boys that, I, that I've been uh, playing with for years now. And uh, Fucking All Day was uh, just, just one original song that uh, we do from time to time. Um, Keener on drums Keener is a friend of the show He has his own episode Check that one out He's also a comedian in the city And of course part of Keener jerseys So if you got if you have any jersey needs You talk to Keener um, Dale uh, on guitar We have Jeff on guitar We have Al on bass And Billy providing backup vocals And dog Yaps I don't know Barking Back in 2016, we did this outdoor kind of pig rose just outside the city. And uh, during the middle of our of our set, some, let's just say, tough guy bikers came and parked their motorcycles one by one right in front of the stage. So it was a little intimidating, but didn't get beat up, didn't get booed. It was a very good day. Uh, as it was on Canada Day last year when uh, I went down to the Forks to see the Sorrells and was able to grab some audio from it to play. And that's what you heard at the beginning of the show, the Sorrells there. And uh, that is Joanne's current band. Let's, uh, let's, let's Joanne Rodriguez, of course. And then on uh, guitar is Jennifer Alexander and drums Jill Linet. They just celebrated three years together and... Of course, their live shows are on hold, but if you want to grab uh, their their uh, 45, if you have a record player, if you like records, uh, pick up their 45, and you can do that. I'm just going to click and make sure I got the details right. The Sorrells EP you can find um, on uh, Bandcamp. If you search up the Sorrells EP, it's on uh, Reader Records. Um, the digital album is only two bucks, two bucks, right? And then, but if you wanted to actually get the the vinyl, the seven inch black vinyl, it's like eight bucks. Um, and uh, yeah, it's two songs on there, and we talk about that in the show, of course. Um, but that's uh, that's for Canada. If you're in the UK, you could pick it up on uh, Surfin Kai Records. Uh, Surfin, no G. That's Surfin apostrophe K I records um uh dot big cartel dot com and uh that's uh 5.99 euro for the seven inch of uh, of that and it comes with black wax uh, clear wax mint wax it looks very cool rock and roll cool excuse me Follow the Sorrells on Facebook. You can follow Joanne on Instagram, and her handle is Goat Slice. Goat Slice. Very cool. 
And you can follow, if you want to, you can always uh, subscribe to this show on SoundCloud or iTunes or Stitcher. You can follow uh, the Twitter account, which is capital M, capital B, capital M, Unishot. And yeah, what a real fucking pleasure to, to talk to Joanne. Like she, you can really hear her love for Winnipeg and for Winnipeggers throughout the conversation. And it was, uh, I have to admit, I was a little starstruck. I don't come across, you know, too good. <laughs> um, just because uh, she is one of the most talented women in this city. And uh, you're going to love her. Enjoy. Robin's Donuts! Wait, wait, one more thing. Um, you're going to hear music samples throughout the hour. And I just want to, you know, some of them were, were, were recorded on my iPhone when I was at the event. Others um, I found off the internet. So if you go to um, the Twitter page, the Matto Money Shop podcast Twitter page, uh, you'll find a link to the original source. And... Uh, some are distorted, you know, some are taken right beside the stage, so the sound is not the clearest, um, but I think that Joanne's voice, even distorted, comes across, you know, loud and proud and beautiful and angelic and so goddamn uh, masterful, and that's why I wanted to uh, talk with her, because she's a Winnipeg Icon, goddess of rock. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, Robin's Donuts! Get out of the jams, motherfuckers! We are rolling. Hello! It's Joanne Rodriguez! Yes! How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all it's right. It's nice to socialize with someone. Yeah, no kidding, right? It's just all video chats and phone chats and waving yeah. from the porch or your window. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Are you getting used to this now? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of a homebody, so this isn't that much of a, an adjustment for me. Right. So I feel like I'm really flourishing at, the, at this time. Mm-hmm. Are you making use of all this home time, or are you uh, wondering... I am. What, just stay and watch Netflix, watch movies. So I can I can stare at a spot on the wall for days. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Awesome. Right on. Well, thank you, thank you so much uh, for uh, willing to you know talk to me on uh, the podcast. Uh, it's my uh, pleasure. Uh, and I, I've known you uh, really since when I started working at Bar Italia, and that's when you know all, a lot of artists kind of just just hung around Bar Italia, it seems, you know? Yeah. Like people in the movie I was industry. thinking that today, too. I'm like, that's for sure where we got to know each other. Like, that's where we Absolutely. Met. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that may have been the first time I saw you perform. You performed at Bar Italia. I think it was The Vagiants. Wild. Or The Mistakes. Oh, The Mistakes. It was The Mistakes. Possibly, Joanne. You've been in so many bands. You, I've been in so many Pharrell's. bands. Pharrell's. Is uh, is is the a big deal right now? You, last year you put out an album. Yeah. Put out a record. Yeah, we've been super busy and like it's been just a really nice organic progression with us. Like we've been together for a few years. We just recorded before all this shit went down. So we've we're sitting on a couple hot sizzlers. Right. 
that are going to come out shortly, I hope. Right. Getting um, like, getting uh, baked in the oven. Nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. They're, they're ready to hatch. So we're going to, we're going to basically, we're going to go back to uh, your roots, to your beginnings. I'm going to work our way up to that, to that period, to, to where you are now. Okay. Picture it. Si- 1998, Sicily. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, wasn't prepared for that. Uh, but I am curious if you were born in Winnipeg, were you, were you, uh, are you from Winnipeg? I am born and raised in Winnipeg, first generation Canadian. Um, wow, me too. Both my parents are from the Philippines, but di- different places in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and then met here in the late '60s wow. um, when the, the kind of first r- rush of Filipinos came over. Um, my parents both came at that time and met here and wow. settled in Winnipeg of all places, which I just think is. So random, and I'm yeah. so fortunate because I'm just like, it's been a great home to me. Like, I've got to flourish mm-hmm. and, like, really be as artsy as I feel like being. And, and yeah, it's been awesome. So, yeah. uh, and thank you for that. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty cool. Your, your, your mom and dad met here, and they're both from the Philippines. Like, uh, yeah. And they had no idea. They, had, they didn't know each other at all in the Philippines? No. Wow. Where did they meet? Um, you know, I don't know exactly where they met here in Winnipeg, but their wedding anniversary is on Valentine's Day. And Aww. isn't that so that sweet? That is pretty sweet. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they just, they came over like literally on the first boat over mm-hmm. for job opportunity job opportunities and uh and like i grew up in westwood okay st james so like they bought a house there which made me grow up in a very un-filipino <laughs> neighborhood mm-hmm. but i loved it it was a great place to grow up i yeah. my friends were the raddest and like the same friends from like kindergarten to grade eight you know what i mean so you're basically same westwood Pretty much throughout your, uh, you know, schooling, elementary. My heart. Westwood Collegiate? Westwood Warrior. Westwood Warrior. That's from the, that's the the school that I was in. Lincoln before that. Hmm. Yes. St. James girl right here. Right on, right on. And uh, where did you hang out? Where did you like to go in that area of the city? I'm more, I'm more South End. So I'm not. Unicity. Unicity was the first mall I hung out at. Right. And I remember I would go there because I believe they had a Sam the Record Man or there was some record store in that in that mall. And they the had best. some limited edition cool shit there. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I, that's where I bought my first seven inch blondie record, Chrysalis. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember hanging out at like coffee shops or restaurants or anything like that? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. When I, um, when I got a little bit older, like I was still a kid, but I was, I, when I started hanging out kind of around Corden area, I loved hanging out at, remember the roasting house? Yeah, I do. Or, yeah. Is that before your time? Was that before your time? I can't place where it there is. Was a, there was a roasting house where, uh, the toad 
and the hole was mm-hmm. in Osborne, and then there was another one where, um, besides Seven Eleven on Corden, yeah, and that was like a real coffee hub, and like that's actually where I got my first acting job. I got scouted playing the accordion in front of the roasting house, looking like crazy dreadlocked accordion player nut job, yeah. and I got my first like audition out of that. Oh, wild! Well, you were busking. Yeah. Were you busking? Yeah. Wow, you started busking. That's cool. And then I got a, my first part in um, Shirley Holmes, The Adventures of Shirley Holmes. Right. Was it good? Did you have fun with uh, being it was on the good. set? I was I was cat owner number one. It was great. <laughs> my line was, "That's the that's the dog. That's the dog that's always chasing my cat." Right. That's my line. Obviously, very memorable. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> so, you, uh, yeah, let's talk about your musical uh, upbringing. Uh, you you were you started busking too, playing the accordion. So, you, were you taking accordion lessons as as a kid? As a kid, I took some accordion lessons, some organ lessons. Mm-hmm. I really hated it as a kid. Yeah, the the whole idea so, of doing it every day. You know. Yeah, and it just wasn't cool. Like I wanted. You know, I wanted to take baton lessons. I wanted to take roller dancing. Yeah. And were you able to do that as well or you No, no. I had to take I had to take kind of this the nerdy stuff that I wasn't super keen on, um, but like definitely learned a lot from and like still use those that knowledge to this day right and when you say you had to was it your parents saying they, they wanted you to do music like they, they... for sure oh. well yeah just like I think it's more I don't know if they really cared that I played music as much as they wanted me to be disciplined in some way oh yeah 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 and like focus on it, you know mm-hmm. right. so so I did it but I didn't really enjoy it until later on in life <laughs> right yeah yeah and it was because maybe you uh, were you steered towards like other instruments like guitar, perhaps. Or? Yeah, yeah. Like I definitely would have, and piano. I like even just piano would have been the coolest. Mm-hmm. It's kind, you know, it's I've always wanted to be that person that took piano as a kid and just like you know they just you know every chord in the world backwards and forwards and write songs like Elton John and Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah. So you were writing songs as well at an early age on uh, the accordion? Yeah, on, on just anything. Even if it was just like humming a song to someone that could play guitar, like, you know? Yeah. Um, and being able to like pick a key because I did know, I did have some keyboard knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Did you, were you uh, doing um, like jobs? I knew you were busking, but were you also, did you have any regular old crappy jobs <laughs> like growing oh, up? A million crappy jobs. Every single crappy job. Right, right. What, what were some of the jobs you did? Uh, I've, I've worked at, um, I worked at an adults only store when I was like super young. Uh, worked in music stores. I've worked in every restaurant i've you know serving yeah made coffees i'm now and i work in the movie industry now and just like in the costume department yeah um i worked in radio i've worked in retail just everything right right but your your first love is always music 
my first love is always music. Does mm. it make me any money? Not really. No. You know, it's <laughs> definitely not something I quit everything for to be like, all right, if I don't make it, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I'm chucking the accordion in the garbage and yeah, yeah cutting those strings on the guitars and I'm whatnot. Move, I'm moving to L.A. <laughs> did, did you uh, self-teach yourself guitar or did you go for lessons? I, I did self-teach uh, myself for the most part. And then a, a few years back, I took some lessons with someone off of Kijiji that I just loved. And I just was like, I just want to learn like how to sing good and play good songs around like a campfire or like in front of a liquor store, you know, that kind of repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. And and the guy that I took lessons off of, it was awesome because like it was just this way old dude from Newfoundland that definitely knew nothing about me. And he like his first advice word of advice was never start with an original never start a set with an original Mm -hmm. Uh, i loved him i was like i love how you don't know me that much yeah it's amazing yeah right right right. and did you you kept up a relationship or it was just kind of like well and then he he ended up moving after like a year maybe a year and a half but i stayed like i went probably once a week or once every couple weeks for for a pretty long time and yeah just did like I played a Christmas concert at Silver Heights Lounge with him. Oh, wow. Randy, Randy from Newfoundland. Yeah, like, he was just, like, and, like, playing covers that I didn't even care if I hated them. Randy just loved that I, it was in my range, and that he was like, you know, I think you'd sound really good singing this. Right. And I'd be like, I fucking hate this song. But he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's in your range. Right. That's and then after... Like, after playing it a few times, did you find that, hey, actually, maybe uh, this is growing on me? Or was no, it, you knew what no, you liked? <laughs> no, it's just shit. It's just shit. <laughs> Were you in any kind of uh, bands? You and your buddies get together in school during your school years? Not really in school. Like, I didn't really start in bands until, like, um, until I met Rami. Me, Rami and I kind of... She was my first endeavor. Oh, no, you know what? I was in Further, too. Yeah, I was in, like, a real Grateful Deady band, I think, before that. Before Rami. A, a Grateful Dead cover band? Um, no, but could have been. Oh, okay. Sounds like been. Grateful Dead. Yeah. Okay. And it was, like, Remy Shand was in it, and Rob Wrigley, and Neil Chippendale. Mm-hmm. Like, all these dudes that went on to, like, do really, really well. Yeah. And are still doing really well, musically. Yeah. Um, well, it seems like uh, definitely uh, music or musicians in Winnipeg, you see, like, a band is like, oh, I know that guy from another band and that guy for, and this girl from another yeah. band and whatnot. So, for sure. Um, and when you talk about Rami, uh, that's Rami Mays. Yes. And the band is Off the Wagon? Yes, we were in Off the Wagon together. Like, I look back at the pictures, and it's funny, because I kind of feel like I look pretty similar, kind of, from back then. Rami looks like a fucking child. Like a child. Really? I'm like, as if you're old enough to drink in that picture, your head looks too small.
a super group <laughs> that you didn't know was a super group at the time, right? <laughs> like, it was yeah, you, like Rami, uh, some members of the D Rangers, I believe. Yep, like after after off the wagon disbanded, it turned into a D Rangers kind of offshoot, kind of like they would be the Laverne and Shirley mm-hmm. to Happy Days, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, so did you? Uh, were you touring? Did you make an album with them, or it was? With yeah, we did make an album. We off the wagon made an album. Did we tour? We did festivals, but we didn't really hardcore tour. Mm-hmm. And that was a uh, grassroots type of music, right? Am yeah, real bluegrassy, real rootsy, country, mm-hmm. super fun, harmonizing kind of. And was that something yeah. that you listened to at the time or something that you, you yeah, adapted it's, to? it's something that I, I listened to at the time and, st- and stuff that I still listen to. Like, you know, I love listening to, like, Skeeter Davis, uh, oh. like, the, the Davis sisters and kind of Everly Brothers, kind of like, I can't get enough of, like, Katy Perry on Sundays. And some <laughs> days I'm just like, I can't get enough Bee Gees. Right. You know? How did you know what you liked? How did what like was there someone who was influencing you? Like, yeah, for sure. There was like a friend of the family, Jennifer, who was like really into like Duran Duran, and you know, like just someone that I, I definitely looked up to and thought was cool. And whatever she was into, I was like, I am going to be so into that too. Right, right. Of course, yeah, yeah. I had that with Kiss. My yeah. friend's brother. Loved and like, yeah, Kiss. like my cousins were really into Kiss and Bruce Springsteen, and I'm like, me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and then that door opens other doors, and you get to experience yeah. all these genres, and then all of a sudden you're uh, you're an off the wagon. And yeah. then uh, and then Rami went. Rami kind of like did her thing, and did more of a solo thing. Um... The D Rangers became the D Rangers. Yeah. And I I think the next band I was in was the Vigiants at that point. The Vigiants. Yeah. Yeah. And the Vigiants is is of course you. You're talking old dirty. (laughs) Who's now old old seed, Craig. Uh Mama. Chris. Yeah. Chris uh, Bauer. Chris the Mother Bauer. The Mother Bauer. And uh Brendan. Brendan on the bass yes. there. Um, yeah. yeah, you guys had an amazing run. I, I saw you a few times back in the day, and uh, there's a clip of you guys uh, from uh, CB, uh, CB, CB, CBD. A CB, a GB. A CB, a GB. Yeah, yeah, you got in there before they closed down. What was that yeah. experience like playing? Uh... It was super shitty, but it was awesome. It was CBGBs. It was a Tuesday night. We were playing with this super mismatched band of like super young kids with really like shiny brand new gear Mm -hmm. and um it was empty as fuck and there was a table of people that were from winnipeg really that you didn't know or you knew (laughs) that we knew like not super well kind of acquaintances but they were like charles would represent and like heckling and and just like cheering from their table and I was like oh my god like as if someone from Winnipeg is the only table in here
You put out an album? One album? Yeah. We put out two. two. We put out two albums. Um, we, our first one was called Short and Hard. And <laughs> our other album was called Waiting for the Night to Come. Right. And, and that you- was on a label. That was on a label from out of Toledo, Ohio, that we were on that was fun and weird. Mm-hmm. Is someone doing the business aspect, or does everyone have their assigned duties in the band, or how how did that work with Um, with the Giants? With the the Giants, I think I think Craig did most of the business stuff for that, Um, and just and really like it's kind of something that I think it is a a one person job. Like as much as you want to delegate, a lot of that stuff really needs to kind of come down to one person that has all the information. Yeah. So, uh, like, Craig did a lot of the tour bookings and and business end of stuff. Right. And you were touring yeah. across Canada? And, and, uh, and in the, a lot of the states, and not legally. <laughs> <laughs> no trouble at the border going down? Or? No troubles at the border. And it was like... Uh, Code Orange or some shit like that. What was that? What, what? Uh, 9-11, wasn't it? Or? 9-11, Code Orange, and we just weren't what they were looking for. So when it was really kind of um, a crazy time to be crossing the border, it was kind of the easiest time because they were like, just get out of the way. <laughs> exactly. We're not that concerned <laughs> you know? about a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> if they even knew. So then, um, and also around that time, you, you did uh, Mongolia Thunder Pussy in Hey Happy. You had a little small oh, role in yeah. Hey Happy there. Oh, that's so fun to think of and remember. Written and directed by... Uh, Noam Gonick. Noam Gonick. Now, did you know yeah. him before, or how did you get cast in that? Um, for sure, and it would have been from hanging out at Bar Italia. Yep. You know, he was just kind of a, a, a man about town. Mm-hmm. On Corden, where I was like, he was definitely one of my my buds, and and cast me in a couple of his movies as like really super fun parts. Yeah, yeah. So again, I'm just like so fortunate. I just feel like Winnipeg for me is like I get opportunities to play these parts because I know super fun, cool people. Love potions, spirit guides, money charms. Magnolia Thunder Pussy has it all. <laughs> so the Giants was going on, um, and was American Flame Whip happening at the same time? No, no. Um, American Flame Whip would have been kind of what happened after the Giants. Okay, and American over. Flame Whip that was is... still Mama and I, yeah. and then Damon Mitchell. You actually had a, a, an album out your, uh, as American Flame Whip. Yes, we did, and it was called A Finger Tight. Finger Tight. toured for that album as well. I imagine you're just touring all the time, eh? We did. We toured a lot with um, American Flame Weapon. It was super fun. And um, I, I remember we did some 
touring with the Hot Live guys at the time because mm-hmm. that's that that was going on, and and I'm still with one of the guys from Hot Live guys. You're still we with them. Met. Yeah, like we met playing a show together. Oh, you're a significant Maybe other. Maybe our first show together. It might have been like the first show. It was the first show American Flame Whip played Ooh. at the Albert. And we played with the Hot Live guys. And that was in 2004. And that's when Joe and I started dating. And nice. he was in the Hot Live guys. Wow, that's awesome. That's really cool. And you guys never, yourself, did a little duo action? We do. We have a duo called, well, it's not just a duo, but, like, um, it's going, it is going to be a band, but it's kind of a recording project that we've been doing, and it's called, uh, we're called Poison Suckers. American Flame Whip. This is 2006. You had your release on Transistor. 66. Uh, the Angry Dragons is another... It seems like it's a collective band because I've seen a few clips of the Angry Dragons and it seems like the membership changed up a bit. What's what's going on with that band? The, the first incarnation of the Angry Dragons uh, was myself and Jen, Jennifer Alexander. Yeah. And, Who's in the Sorrells? And- from who's in the Sorrells. Yeah. We've, we've been playing together for a long time. Um, uh, Anastasia Chapelsky mm-hmm. is playing bass in the Angry Dragons and Bill Northcott is playing drums. Um, and we did some touring with that band too. And, um, and then at the end, it turned into a trio where I was playing bass and yeah. Jen was playing just guitar by herself yeah. and um, and Alana Mercer came in and played drums. It certainly was the start of your relationship with Jennifer. Uh, yeah. You were working together with her for now for like 13, 14 years just yeah. on stage and whatnot. So that must, that must be a special, very special relationship. Totally. Yeah. It really is. Like I remember just seeing her at shows all the time when, when, at the Albert and stuff. And this is where being from Winnipeg is just rad is, you know, you just see people hanging out in the girls can and you're at the same shows all the time. (laughs) You see what bands they've been in or that they're in. And, and, you know, it's pretty organic to just say, Hey, we should jam sometime. Right. 
and 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 try it out. And like I've definitely had jams with people that it didn't work out, but, but you know, you try. You try. And, yeah. and if it doesn't work out, it's you know not a big deal. Right. But when it works out, it's when it works out, it's great. And for me, it's always it always works out with Jen. Right. Like she's. You guys, you guys are in sync. You click together. Click like I just click with her like crazy. So right, like yeah, and then but then after Angry Dragons, then I was in a duo for, for a while. It was just Alana and I. And that's is that Chicka Boom Boom? Am I right? That was Chicka Boom Boom. When did uh, you officially go by the Sorrells? Like, and then have um, uh, Jill. Jill's your drummer in the Sorrells. Jill is our drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what year did that um, that begin? It actually started with Jen and Jill. Oh. And they started jamming first because their husbands worked together at Half Pints. Okay. And so it was on a it was on a New Year's Day. That their hubbies had a video play date with each other on mm-hmm. a, hungover on a New Year's Day, pardon me. Um, and so they were gaming at Jen's place, and Jill came over, and Jen and Jill went to the basement and decided to jam. Nice. And that's where that that's where it all started. Wow. Was on a New Year's Day. Picture it, Sicily, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> So then you, uh, Jennifer brought you into the fold, and you start jamming, and it's like, hey, we got well, something here. They they jammed for a few months, I think, like three or four months. Some cover tunes, and then some original tunes that they were kind of working on both. Um, they had worked on for a few months, and then they brought me into the mix. And you're calling it like a, a glam, it's a glam rock. Glamour. Yeah, like that's that's what that's what we're we're going for, and it's. I think glam rock can be like the genre is pretty forgiving as far as what you can like kind of get away with. You can kind of get away with like that New York dollsy doo-woppy trash yeah. sound, so you can like write like a doo-wop Ramones song and have it sound glammy mm-hmm. um you know you can like we have a song where i play saxophone in it and i think of like trashy saxophone like like gary glitter yeah rock and roll kind of chanting right, right. Talk, you know or like alice cooper riffs and like stuff like that that's just really 70s glam rock mm-hmm. see it's definitely a sound for sure 70s glam rock influence I don't know if we're like I never say rip off because it's all an homage it's all really. an homage it's all you know inspiration so, yeah you know <laughs> do you think ACDC sits around and says like oh, does that song sound too much like the other song <laughs> exactly you guys uh, put out a, a two song EP uh, and yeah. that, that was last year, 
and that, that you had the big uh, the album release at the Albert yeah. of all places. At the Albert in one of its weird incarnations that it was open for a second. Yeah, is it is it closed? Well, obviously, yes, it's closed it's now. It's closed again, yeah. But yeah. Uh, only because of the the pandemic. Only no, because of I that. think it was like closed again. No. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. You're on Retta Records. Rita Records, Rita. yes. Rita Records. I don't know. Well, it's it's spelled R E T A. It's um this this gal uh, from Montreal. Uh, she's in a fantastic band called Pale Lips, and uh, she started a record label, mm-hmm. um, and named it after her mom. So that's that's why it's called Rita Records. Oh uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's she. We ended up. On the same compilation, uh, we submitted a song for uh, a record called This Is Pop. Like, it, this is a great album. Every song on it's a fucking banger. <laughs> um, super good bands all over Canada. Um, that this guy, Ben Disaster, from a band called um, uh, Real Sickies out of Edmonton. That's a great They're great. Name. And he was, he, put it together and, and asked us to submit a song. So we did. And mm-hmm. then this gal, uh, Jamie, who's in Pale Lips, uh, they are also on this compilation. Yeah. And she heard our song on this and said, hey, I'm starting a record label. Can I put out a seven inch for you guys? And that's how that relationship got started. Ah, nice. What's the song that's yeah. on the compilation? I think it's, um, it's not Schoolgirl Blues. It's the other one. The one that we have a video for. Yeah, okay. School Go Blues, uh, She's in the Gang. She's in the Gang. version is what's on this uh, compilation and then we got it mixed and mastered and re-released as a seven inch with a a second song on the b-side who who mixed and mastered it a company called gray matter gray matter okay and they kind of blew my mind is it a winnipeg based company I don't know if it's Canadian or American. I'm not sure. But they're very inexpensive, like, or just reasonably priced. Yeah. And not, kind of, like, changed the this, this song for us. We had been sitting on the song for a couple of years because we just kind of did it as a demo freebie at Private Ear uh, a couple of years before. And yeah. so we just had these two songs. And so when this guy, Ben, was like, hey, do you guys want to submit for this? We were like, yeah, we've got something, you know. Sure. And um, so, like, how great is that? Is that, like, the recording was just, like, helping a friend of ours, Sean Dealey, try out this, like, old reel-to-reel recording equipment at Private Ear. Yeah, but it broke in the first, like, 10 seconds that it was running. The elastic is so old that it's, like, 
deteriorated. Oh, for sure. So, like, we were, like, the guinea pig band that he was like, yeah, I'll record you for free, and if it's cool, it's, like, it's on reel-to-reel, so it could be really cool. Yeah. But then it, it all busted. But th- then we also, then we ended up just recording regular with what, with ADAT or what, I don't know, what do they use? I don't know. What, yeah. what do they use, and who are they? Yeah. <laughs> who are they? <laughs> it was so nice of him to offer that to just be like oh you're here anyways let me just record you guys what you were going to record right. and then we sat on them for a while and gave some, gave one away as a compilation thing mm. and it just really like started to roll from there right so we're super stoked on how that turned out but what I love about the the, the album of course the record is is the album cover and the Sorrell's album cover is amazing like who did the who did the oh, artwork nice. for that that is just some like stuff that Jill and I kind of piled up into a corner of my house. Really? <laughs> and then our our friend Andrea uh, Shetler, who's in a, a band out of Germany called Gin Tonic. Oh yeah. Or no, Jim Tonic. Sorry. And they're great because they have Winnipeggers in the band and a bunch of other Canadians, mm-hmm. but they all live in Berlin. Wow, okay. And they're on Transistor as well. Like, it's, it's again, incestuous and amazing. Um, Andrea will often go on tour with, like, the Cancer Baths and sell their merch and be their photographer. So there's always just this, like, kind of connection to Winnipeg, which is just so cool. Right. Oh, that, that is cool. Yeah, she, it's nice. she took all the photos. She took all the photos for our album cover and uh, and the back. And it was just like us kind of putting together girly knickknacks that were like, yeah, because it, it's, it's just, it's fun being in a girl band. I love dudes. Don't get me wrong. Right. I love playing bands with dudes. Mm-hmm. Dudes are the best. They're great. But there's something like really like fun and girly and girly about being in a girl band right. that we get kind of like we all enjoy getting ready for shows we all enjoy putting on makeup and putting together outfits and yeah. that stuff you know so it's definitely something that we're all on the same page about image wise where we're like oh let's look a fucking good <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing better than seeing an all-girl band who really loves being in a girl band and out there and just like... My daughter was going gaga over you guys doing Cherry Bomb uh, in Osborne Street because just that that week, uh, we, or we got uh, the Wii, it had, uh, what do you call it, Guitar Hero, and there was Cherry Bomb on that. So she was like, I know this song. It was just like, so. Amazing. It is awesome. Amazing. Yeah, you guys are so great. And, uh, you know, all the best, of course, 
with all of your gigs and all your live performances, what would have been your best gig and what would have been your worst gig? Let's start with the best. What was the best gig you've uh, ever performed? Like, I don't know, you know, a good feeling show. I don't even know sometimes what it sounds like because a lot of the time it's a lot of it isn't captured on on video or audio or whatever. Yeah. And to me, I love that because it's just the live show is what it is. It's a passing moment. Whether or not you're totally in tune doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like when you feel like it's a good show, it's probably a good show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no um, best. It's just hitting that feeling. Sometimes the mix is really bad and you can't hear anything on stage and you're kind of struggling. Um, and, and it still sounds great going out. Whatever. There's lots of things that like go into what makes like a good show. And sometimes the shittiest show is the best show. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the most memorable show. And like, for me, so far, I think the best show, the best show that, that I've had was opening for the suite with the Sorrells oh. at the Walker Theater. They were super nice dudes that just really liked us and complimented us. And they were fucking, they were the suite, Ballroom Blitz. Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, and we got a standing ovation from a bunch of people with gray hair that weren't our friends. So it just felt like these people like don't even have to like us. Like they're like loving us because they don't know us. Yeah. And like, that's so the best feeling and the best better than any drug I've ever had. For sure, you know, like, yeah. I didn't even understand what was going on when they were standing up. I was like, are the, are the suite going on? And <laughs> they were they were doing a standing ovation to us. And I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Like, never in my... This, the only time it's happened so far, hopefully it'll happen again in my lifetime. Oh, but so sure. far, that kind of has really peaked... Right. anything sure. and then to hang out with the suite afterwards and like have them be like you guys are great and they gave us t-shirts and like we're really fatherly and sweet <laughs> they lived up to their name they really were like i don't know if they wanted to fuck us but <laughs> I did. like they were kind of dad like and really cute and what about uh the worst gig they would never get stabbed at one of your gigs the worst gig for me like i have a, a funny rigmarole of like nerves that happens before I sh- I play every time. And if I don't feel it, I think there would be something wrong. If I wasn't nervous and like kind of freaking out yeah. before a show, mm-hmm. I think that would be weird. So like, I hope I don't drink too much before I play and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I need a shot. Maybe I need a shot to make me chill out a bit. And there was this one time where I just like, I was like, I think I've had too many shots, and I was super nervous, but, like, (laughs) I I, I verbally, like, said, I think I've had too much, and we haven't played yet, but I'm, like, so nervous that I was just drinking lots of shots. Yeah. And it turned into, it it was turned into a show that some, I know, will say it was their favorite show, but (laughs) I was, I, I, I blacked out, I wiped out, I unplugged everything. I was yelling, fuck you, Jesus Christ, on stage. Like, it just got so, like, messy. And then all you could hear, because I unplugged everything after, like, I unplugged everything, and everything was going, Oh, yeah. 
on stage and I was trying to plug everything back in. Like it was the worst. But right. to some, I know right. they were like the best show I've ever seen. So it's all in the eye of the beholder. But yeah, exactly. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I think, Joanne, we're going to do the money shot, at the Manitoba money shot challenge. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. I'm, I have anxiety. I'm getting anxiety. Okay, well, no, no. Chillax. Chillax. Uh, what I'm going to give you is I'm just going to give you 100 questions, and they're easy questions. I'm just going to give you 100 questions. Just, uh, just an easy 100. <laughs> just a cool hunch. Just uh, could be this or that. Name your favorite whatever. Can I pass? Let's just say you can, yeah, if you want to pass, totally pass on, on the next one, uh, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to come back. I'll just make a note. Uh, these are handwritten fresh, fresh to the page. I think gotcha. we can do it. I think we're so going to get it I'm done. So All right. So, Joanne Rodriguez, tonight's yeah. money shot is... Hello, $17.53. I'm your ch 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 Best concert ever attended. Helix, Helix and Honeymoon Suite. Second best concert ever attended. Corey Hart. Third best concert ever attended. Neil Diamond. N name a brand of gum. Thrills. KFC or Taco Bell? KFC. Name a sport without a ball. Pass. Pass. All right. Name a uh, biggest celebrity you've met. Uh, Dwight Yoakam. Uh, can you wiggle your ears? Yes. Have you ever seen a ghost? No. Have you watched the movie Ghost? Yes. Uh, name a Jedi from Star Wars. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Where is your favorite place on Earth? Uh, Tulabi Falls. Dog or cat? Cat. Do or did you go to the gym? No. What's your sign? Taurus. Name Winnipeg's mayor. Uh, Brian Bowman. What actor played Ferris Bueller? <laughs> you got it. Come on. What's this? Matthew Broderick. Bingo. Have you been in an escape room? No. Have you caught a butterfly? No. Name a host of The Tonight Show. Uh, Johnny Carson. Have you been in a canoe? Yes. Name a magician. Doug Henning. What does SCTV stand for? Uh, some, something Canadian. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you uh, do your own taxes? No. Uh, what what bakery item do you buy at a bakery? What what? What what kind of bakery item do you buy? A donut, a croissant. Name a bakery oh. item. Sourdough. Nice. Name a Beastie Boy. Meow. Nice. Uh, Name a program on the radio. A radio program. A radio program. Peggy. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Name <laughs> a band uh, that played Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Favorite Canadian singer. Brian Adams. Uh, Name a president. Uh, George Bush. Name a captain. Captain Kirk. Uh, what section of a thrift store do you hit up first? Underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Name a business at Portage Place. George's Cookies. Beauty. Uh, have you been inside the legislative? Yes. Uh, where do you go for breakfast? John Deli. 
Name something with a seed inside of it. Kiwi. Uh, worst soda pop. Orbit. Uh, name a Netflix show. Stranger Things. Uh, Van Halen, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? David Lee Roth. Uh, name a Radiohead album. Okay, computer. Uh, favorite Winnipeg bar. Goodwill. Uh, name an old Manitoba video store or any video store. Blockbuster. Uh, best book ever. Uh, are you there, Goddess Me, Margaret? Uh, lead singer of Tool is. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna come back. What band? Uh, what band is Gene and Dean Ween in? Ween. <laughs> That's good. Uh, name something associated with Canada. Beavers. How many umbrellas do you own? Ten. How many avocados in your kitchen? One. Have you been to Churchill? No. Favorite vegetable? Celery. Least favorite vegetable? Carrot. Name a Prince song. Kiss. Name a famous painter. Van Gogh. Ceiling or floor? Ceiling. I don't know. Last movie watched? Uh, Wolverine. Name a, na uh, name a costume you've worn at Halloween. Uh, Tina Turner. Name a beach. Winnipeg Beach. Do you like school? What's that? Do you like school? I don't know. No. Uh, uh, name a politician. Glenn Murray. A spoon or a fork? Spoon. Uh, uh, do you have a recurring dream? Fantasy Island. Uh, are unicorns real? Made these. Yes. Stupid. How many dolls do you own? None. Name a football team. The Bears. What does UFC stand for? Uh, 15 seconds. United Fighting Champions. Uh, uh, worst color? Purple. How often do you get a haircut? Never. Uh, pants or shorts? Shorts. How many inches in a foot? That's that's it. Sorry, lady. I didn't do it. No, you got not about, even close. You got about seventy-five. Well, that's not too bad. You know, that's about average. That's good. That's good. It's all about the favorites, because I think that's what holds people up. I'll go favorite. You go, ooh, you want to give a truthful answer, but then you yeah. really got to think about it, and that's where the seconds are lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get the money shot, but uh, you, 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 you get a lot of good times. Good times. We had some We're good high. times here. Oh, man. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show. Fun.